0: Welcome in to the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. With your defending champion, Sterk Daddy, runner up, Cascade Bear, third place, Amelia Clark Fan, D. Sladkey, Bucks and Six. Justin STP six Lefty seventy nine Andy Pollock Little Slads Prince Palmer seventeen Spaceballs the FFT and WGL ten thirty five
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was not active whatsoever.
2: I think I sent out like two trade offers, none that were really that close. Uh, The deadline had some some pretty good stuff happen though. Uh, The DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson trade is the one that highlights it for me. Um, The Kareem Kareem Hunt going to Randy, and then you getting Etienne. Those are the big ones, and all the rest were pretty solid, but like smaller moves.
3: And I hit the over. There were eight trades. And I think was, I think we set the over. I think I set the over as like four and a half. Or and a half
1: might have been five and a half. Whatever it was, I was, it was still the over. I win hearing super bass blasted. <laughs> Yes, it was by far the best username of all of them. See you later, slap nuts. Try again next year. From our league, I think so. but I also have my wife and brother in there too. So I'm I'm rooting for those. Yeah, I was was playing PlayStation with him the other night. He's like,
2: all right, I got to make sure I put in waivers this week. I I have all this money. Who should I go get? I'm like, I don't know. Who do you want to get? He's like, well, I'll I'll go look at all the running backs. And then then he did his own thing from there. But I'm like, well, at least he actually remembered waivers this week on time for once. He did spend like $800 on DeAndre Hopkins
1: earlier in the year, too. Yeah, and he
3: only out uh Billy only outbid Sam by one dollar.
1: Yeah, that was a close one. I'm hearing a comment from the peanut gallery saying, not really.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Jamar Chase, I think he started a season on my team, so uh, I guess he's a St. Peter player.
1: Yeah, and you got rid of the on fire Dan Arnold. Yeah,
3: but I will say T.J. Hawkins is a far better player, but uh, yeah, a goose
1: last week is a little tough. <laughs> so I was in a um,
2: PlayStation. I was playing PlayStation with uh, my brother and my cousin is my best man, and <laughs> Joey said. Are you sure you want someone that Jared Goff is throwing to? Because the Lions don't throw. And Trevor's like, yeah, but he's still a top tight end.
1: Joey's like, all right. That said the same thing. (laughs) Well, we have um, unvaccinated Cole Beasley. Went for
2: $10 to Andy and oh, he did just did return back to practice today, so but he yeah. didn't he barely played at all last game, too, so that was an interesting one.
0: and then we same. had the three way tie for three defenses between me, Billy, and Eric, all zero dollar bids. just thought that was kind of interesting. We all made the exact same bid on the exact same three defenses, so we're just hoping we got one of them. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny, yeah. Billy really was a big fan of the Dolphins.
2: Dolphins fan here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then let's move on and kind of start talking first about, because it's a smaller section, let's talk about the waivers that we had in our league. So to begin with, I put down $7 on Wayne Gallman. Uh, kind of a spot start with Cordero Patterson being out well, he currently has negative point three points. He has one carry that is it. Quadri Olison is in the game. great.
2: well, you are tanking, so I guess you can't be super upset you're still you're still trying to win, but you're you got you made a lot of trades
0: to have a lot of young guys and good picks so yeah, and especially because I don't really have any running back options, so I'm just trying to take the best of the the positions that are offered. Yeah. After that came Marcus Johnson. It was a tie between Andy and Starks. Andy has the worst record, so she gets him for five dollars. I think that was a really good bargain. He's been really, really involved with the Titans, and Julio's on the IR, so this could actually be a nice depth piece for Stirk. I don't know if he's going to start him. Probably not, but it's worth the risk. Uh oh. Kyle Pitts just rolled his
2: ankle. Not good for Ryan. And the Falcons just ran a five-yard fullback dive on first and 10. Gotta love it. (laughs) And now they they just threw a 15-yard pass to the same fullback.
0: Is it Keith Smith? (laughs) Yeah. Nice. And then Matt Burrito was won by Sterk. I think he had two touchdowns this last week with the Bills. He went for $5. Again, another guy that I don't think he's going to be starting at all, but maybe he's playing a little defense, so none of his opponents can go and pick them up.
2: Yeah, I don't see see, uh, Matt Breda ever having a 20-point game again this year, but, I mean, yeah, defense is not a bad thing, especially when you have a lot of money left in FAB right now because every team does.
0: Okay, so now let's get into our trades. And in the last week we have had eight of them. You did hit the over um i kind of want to bounce around a little bit and talk about the most important ones last so let's just talk about the minor you know hit or miss type deals that don't really have too much of an impact on our league or a team in whole so the very first one was kind of comical because of how it ended up turning out uh Tyler ends up sending Ronald Jones, who's the uh, running back for the Buccaneers, to Randy in exchange for Mike White, who uh, is the Jets' starting quarterback last week. Not anymore. Uh, And he throws four picks for Tyler, but still gets positive points. So at least he got positive points. I thought for sure he'd be negative.
2: I don't know how he got positive points out of that. The best part is is, is that Mike White was then released after the game.
0: Oh, my gosh. Didn't
2: even Mm -hmm. see
1: that.
2: Yeah, he's currently a free agent, so Tyler basically lost um, his running back for nothing, unfortunately. That was a a pretty funny trade, I have to admit. That was pretty good.
0: (laughs) This also comes after the fact that he cut a starting quarterback before that. Who he cut? Uh he cut let's see. I gotta recall back what he did. I know he said like he should not have gotten rid of blank. So he's probably screaming into the computer or wherever he's listening right now who it is that he <laughs> cut. Uh but he cut. that's not Yeah, we'll come PJ we'll Walker?
2: come back. No.
0: PJ yeah, PJ Walker. I think that's who he was that he cut.
2: I mean, Cam will be oh, starting soon. Student- uh, uh,
0: I was Mason Rudolph. That's who he was talking about. Oh,
2: that's not too bad.
0: No. Uh, all right, what's the next one you want to get to? All right, next one on our list would be uh, Stirk sends me a 2023 third in exchange for Jeff Wilson Jr., the running back for the 49ers. I basically just tried at the end to sell him AP, David Johnson, all the above for some sort of draft capital. Uh, Initially, he sent me an offer of a fifth. I did not think that was equal value. So I ended up countering back with a year later and two rounds earlier in the third. He almost immediately accepted it. And the nice thing about Jeff Wilson is Elijah Mitchell just broke his finger. suppose he's going to be okay. But I think that Jeff Wilson's going to get involved a lot more. And he has a pretty high ceiling um, when he's actually given the ball. And really anybody who does that gets in the 49ers backfield.
2: Unless your name is Trey Sermon.
0: Yeah, that too. They haven't really given (laughs) him a full opportunity, I feel like.
2: No, they haven't. But uh, yeah, Jeff Wilson was pretty solid last year. So I feel like that's a good depth piece for him. You get a draft pick. And Jeff Wilson really hasn't played much at all this year. So you get a third-round pick for a guy who – Barely's play, which is not a bad, not a bad deal at all.
0: Next deal I wanted to discuss was between Randy and Will. It happened immediately at the deadline, just about fifteen seconds or less before it turned to six thirty. Randy ends up getting Will's twenty twenty two second, which I believe is actually mine, for Joey Bosa and a fourth. Uh, who do you think wins? I guess you, we're not going to talk about who wins the deal, but um, what do you feel about? the fact that Will has both Bosa defenders on his team now.
2: Both Bosa defenders on the team, that'll be interesting. I won't, I'm not sure if he's going to start both of them each week. I, I feel like it'd be interesting if he's to start off two defensive linemen. Uh, he definitely has that option, though. I'm surprised that he went as high as he did for a second. Um, Bosa's really good, but with Will already having one of them, it's an interesting deal. Randy got good value for him because Randy's got plenty of good defenders. So, yeah.
0: and uh, Randy gets a really, really early pick that he can now use. So, I know Will also said that it was a trade purely for the podcast. So, Will, here's your flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Next trade was between Lefty and Spaceballs, aka literally the only person that Spaceballs trades with or communicates with, for that matter. Lefty ends up getting two fourth-round picks for Randall Cobb and Adam Alan Lazard. So, I mean, is he going to be starting those wide receivers with Rodgers and then hoping that they randomly catch a touchdown or something? I have no idea.
2: Who knows? Um, I mean... Cobb was worth uh, rostering in fantasy for like three weeks of the year so far. Lazard for none of them. Um, I mean, Lefty got value for receivers, I and mean, he got rid of all of his Packers receivers. Now I think he had like all. I think he had like five of them at one yeah. point. I'm, yeah. I'm not even sure if he has one now.
0: <laughs> yeah. He gets rid of his uh, his go pack goes. He gets rid of his <laughs> shares of the company. Uh, not really much to talk about with that trade, pretty much a wash and not impactful for our lead. Next, we have Tyler made another trade, and he said, I'm all in, I'm selling. And then the stack correct happened, and he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have made that trade. But Cordell's out <laughs> this week, so lefty really gets a starting running back. By the way, the Dolphins play the Jets this week. So he gets Miles Gaskin and a fifth-round pick for Cordell Patterson. Uh, Cordell Patterson he previously did acquire from Spaceballs, of course, but he gets Miles Gaskin, a starting running back for the rest of the year as he continues to push for the playoffs. Uh, do you have thoughts on that trade?
2: I thought that was a, a pretty good deal. Um, Corderell has had a fantastic year, and the only reason he's not had a good game and a half last week is he he um, sprained his ankle. Um, going forward, Gaskin will be a, a big piece. going, um, And I, I really do like Miles Gaskin. I have him in a few other leagues. Um, I think the Dolphins have been just so, so much of a dumpster fire because last year he had a really good year, and he's been at least solid for them.
0: They are just talking about the footballers today, how he literally goes bad game, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, good game. And then he went bad game last time. So it's on a seven-game stretch now. So if the trend continues, he's going to have a good game this week against the Jets.
2: Well, let's hope so.
0: (laughs) Okay, next trade that we want to talk about here is between Randy and Will. Will, this is the second trade that they made. Uh, Will actually walks away with, sorry, not Will. I should say Tyler walks away with Miles Sanders. A 2024, so two years from now, four, three drafts from now, fourth. A 2022 third, which is Will's 2023 fifth. And then, or did the fifth go to Randy? No, it was just Kareem, right?
2: Yeah, it was it was Miles and the three picks for Kareem Hunt.
0: Uh I think Will absolutely shits on Randy personal opinion in this deal. I know Kareem Hunt is a good PPR running Tyler. back, but Tyler. I mean I guess what he is doing is he's handcuffing Nick Chubb. I don't know, do you have thoughts?
2: Um yeah, Tyler wins this deal, not Will. God damn it, um, yes,
0: Tyler wins the deal. <laughs>
2: I tried saying that a couple times, but, uh, yeah. Um, I think both of these running backs are, are very, very good. Um, the fact that Miles Sanders is a couple years younger and Tyler gets picks for him. Um, I think that's going to help him a lot. Although Miles Sanders had a pretty rough year this year. Uh, but for, for Randy, he's going to just probably go week to week with starting both Kareem and Nick Chubb. And just once they're both healthy again, and just rely on the Browns run game to, uh, conquer all of his injuries so far yeah
0: i love how what he randy always says that he wants to like minimize the amount of people he has on one team and so he went from having two eagles and dallas goddard and uh miles sanders to now having two it was three if you if odell was a brown it's now having two browns running backs but again handcuffing does matter in fantasy all he needs is Dearness Johnson.
2: And he also has both of the um, Tennessee Titans starting wide receivers yeah. when they're healthy. Yep.
0: <laughs> the next deal was between me and Will. Uh, I ended up walking away with Travis Etienne, who has not played a down of football this year. He is the rookie running back first-round pick that the Jaguars took. He is a friend of Trevor Lawrence. We'll have to see what ends up happening, but I kind of viewed it as being a lower-risk move because he was taken with a high first-round pick from Will. Um, I end up giving away a first. So I end up giving away your first, which is the one that he specifically wanted, uh, and then also Danny's 2022 second. So I'll give away a first and a second in exchange for Travis ZTM. Thoughts?
2: Um, I think this is a pretty, um, low risk move for you. I think you have an insane amount of draft picks. Give Will a few, um, and, uh, go forward and try to see if Etienne is going to have a great career, which we, we all thought he would. Um, and then the injury doesn't allow him to play it down in the NFL. And now Will gets plenty more picks. I think the 2022 first round is all going to be you and Will. And I think one other person yeah, so Will, has, you, Will, has four,
0: Will has four firsts. I have four firsts this year. And then he also has four seconds.
2: All right. So you and Will own the 2022 draft. That's that's <laughs> all it's going to be. <laughs>
0: we'll have to see if Will actually ends up trading some of those picks. though.
2: I would assume because I don't think you're going to want eight rookies from the first and second round. I mean, you could, yeah. but then you definitely don't want any old mid-round picks because you won't have room for them on your roster. Right.
0: And then the big one that happened, it was between Jake and Will. So Jake ends up walking away with DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, and two-fourths. And Will ends up walking away with Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, Jacoby Myers, two seconds and a first. So a lot of moving pieces here. It's kind of hard to break the whole trade down. But, I mean, if you look at it from a wide receiver perspective, So in the wide receiver perspective, Jake walks away with DK Metcalf and Will walks away with Deontay Johnson and Jacoby Myers. I mean, if you're just comparing those two right now, that's pretty even. You're Mm -hmm. comparing running back. I would say Gibson has more value. However, he's been struggling this year due to injury. David Montgomery is a potential league winner, just if you look at the rest of season schedule for him. So that's a good move right there for Jake. I think it helps him more benefiting that in terms of the long term i think antonio gibson has more of a stronghold on his actual backfield i know jd mckissick is involved however with antonio gibson i feel like he you know he's very very young he's a pass catcher and he's been heavily featured if you look at the picks obviously that leans towards will significantly getting a first two seconds um but in total what is your overall thoughts on these this move
2: I'm extremely high on Deontay Johnson. I have him in uh Twitter leagues. I really think he's a fantastic player. So the fact that Will gave up DK Metcalf and David Montgomery, who are both great fantasy players, and that will really help Jake this year and going forward, but he still gets some really, really solid players as well with Johnson and Myers, and then Antonio Gibson, who has the potential to be the league winner that Montgomery could be. With... Uh, with Gibson being a lot younger, Andy gets picks. This was definitely the blockbuster of the year. Last year it was Stirk getting Tyreek Hill um, for Juju in picks. This year it's definitely this move, and we'll have to see if it does exactly what um, Stirk did last year, propelling him to the top. We'll see if Jake gets the same way as Matt Ryan throws a pick on a terrible throw.
0: <laughs> that was like the Castellanos call. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what that was. Who was that caught it? <laughs> McCordy? Yep. Jesus. Oh, that was trash. so bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I want to hear. Well, let me play the sound clip. I'll play this one sound clip, and that's it. We're going to get into cookies. All right, let's hear about these cookies this week.
2: All right, so we're a little bit middle of the road, lower lower half um, the bracket, but it's, it's opened up a little bit because the last two weeks we had the lowest and then the second lowest. Um, total score of 336.74 for our cookies this week. Danny had four this week. Jake and Lefty, each with two. Sterk, Little Slads, Baseballs, Randy, and Ryan all had one. We'll start the QB position. Patrick Mahomes gets a cookie this week for D. Sladkey with 46.24 points and the top score of the week. Our running back one was Daryl Williams for Jake with 29.4 points. Christian McCaffrey was RB2 for Danny with 27.1. Uh, wide receiver one. Jake gets both running back and wide receiver one. in uh, Debo Samuel with 30.3 in Monday Night Football. Then Danny had Stephon Diggs with 30.1. Uh, Danny had tight end one in Travis Kelsey with 19.9. Um, alumni of Logan's squad. In uh, the flex spots, C.D. Lamb uh, had 28.6 for lefty. And previously mentioned Tyreek Hill with the cookie this week for Sturk once again with 27.6 points. At the kicker spot, Chris Boswell had 12 for lefty. Move on to the IDPs. Hassan Ruddick for Little Slads had 16.5 points. I had to look up what team Hassan Reddick was on. I thought he was still a Cardinal. He is now a Panther. But he had a fantastic week this week. Uh, For Spaceballs, he had the top IDP of the week with Devin, LSU linebacker god, White, uh, with 28 points. That's an inside joke between my brother and I. No one else will probably know that one. All right. Uh, Jordan Poyer uh, had 19 for Randy at the safety position for Buffalo. And then Eric Kendricks for Ryan had 22. If we move on to the player totals, um, Josh Allen remains the only quarterback with three uh, for Stark, but now both Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes have two. At the running back spots, we now have a tie at the top between Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. And then Eckler, Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon all with two and Jonathan Taylor just missed out in his third cookie this week um at the wide receiver spots Cooper Cup is now no longer atop the wide receiver leaderboard by this lonesome Tyreek Hill joins them at the top with four cookies Debo Samuel has three after the cookie this week then Scary Terry Devontae Adams Mike Williams Adam Thielen, A.J. Brown, and recent cookie winner C.D. Lamb all have two before a crazy amount of people have one. At tight end, Travis Kelsey extends his tight end lead with the third cookie on the year. Everyone else only has one. For kickers, Nick Folk has two. Everyone else only has one. For defensive linemen, Harold Landry has two. For Andy, everyone else only has one. At linebacker, T.J. Watt for Sterk continues his dominance um, with a huge lead with five cookies. Roquan Smith, Darius Leonard, and Eric Kendricks, cookie winner this week, all have two before a host of players only have one. And then at the defensive back spots, Kevin Byard continues with a stranglehold in that position with four. Trayvon Diggs with two and everyone else with one. All right, so we move on to the team total. I said it was three hundred and thirty-six point seven four. It is the seventh lowest score, seventh highest score. Uh, our our top still remains week two with 402.74 points. So we are much closer. We're only twenty points off or so from the lowest score of the year, but it still was seventh best. Okay. Then at the top. D where's Sturk? What just happened to our cookie total is three. Sturk, Sturk is the leader. Sturk had 20 is 23. Interesting. I don't know how it go. went to. Th- okay. All right. <laughs> Sturk has 23 cookies. I don't know what happened with the Google Doc, but it's back now. Sterk has 23 cookies. Next closest, 14. So Stark with a huge lead. Uh, D. Sladkey is in second with 14 cookies after a week of four. Um, Team Pollock with zero this week. It's in third at 13th. Team Little Slads with 11. Team Palmer backflips for Tua. And Outdoor Furnishings all have 10. Rockies, New York Jets Wide Receiver core with 8. Cisa 5 sucks. Space Falls, the FFT and Amelia Clark fan all have 7. And bringing up the rear, All Elite Fantasy with 6. That is our cookies for the For the Throne Dynasty Football League from this past week. So
0: well, Let's move on to the last dance cookies for basketball. You look at this week, it was the worst of the week. It ranks four out of four, with a cookie score of 404.5 points. So that is just not good for us. You take a look at who that includes, though. Starting at the point guard position, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Who are you? 61.5 points for Tyler. Shooting guard, we have Ja Morant with 51.25 for Jake. Small forward, we have Jeremy Grant for Justin with 49. The power forward is Giannis Atetokounmpo with 47.75 for Jake. And at center, again, is Jonas Valanciunas for Tyler with 51.75. At the three utilities, welcome back, Pascal Siakam. Haven't heard that name in a while. He scored 48.75. Also, we got Demonis Sabonis with 47.75. And then finally, we got Bam Adebayo with 46.75. Those players respectively belong to Will, Jake, and myself. We look at the total scores and the total cookies for the week, the year. Giannis has three out of four. Wow. And then two out of four for the week would include Nikola Jokic, Paul George, Miles Turner, Karl-Anthony Towns, John Morant, and Jonas Valanciunas. Now, looking at the team totals, it starts with at the top with six. We have indoor furnishings, Jake, and retirement benefits fraud, which is Justin. Then we have five. We have uh, Eric, Bill Walton smells colors. And we have uh, Will, myself, and Tyler tie with four. Sprite plus lemonade, legalized camp, and BP for the gold. And then we have in seventh, C's get trophies with two they don't get cookies. And then finally Young Guns with one for Ryan. You look at the standings for this season uh, Tyler and I were in a 3-0 and matchup and he got the victory to remain undefeated. So or no, that was not that. What the fuck am I talking about? Uh, I was <laughs> 2-1 and and Tyler was 3-0 and and he beat me to remain undefeated. So, look at the standings. Tyler's at the top, 4-0. Andy's 3-1. I'm 2-2. Eric's 2-2. Will's 2-2. Justin's 2-2. Jake's 1-3. And Ryan, he's 0-4. Remember, only five make the playoffs. So, right now, it would be Tyler, Andy, myself, Eric, and Will in the playoffs. We'll see if that stands. So, let's take a look at last week's matchups for... Before the Throne Dynasty League, it was week ten, <clears throat> and we had some very very close matchups, including at the beginning myself only fantasy versus two hundred M all. I lost this matchup ninety eight point one to one hundred four point two, a six point loss. I moved to two and eight, and Randy moved to seven and three. On my side, I had twenty point six for Ryan Tannehill. 11 for Jerry Judy, 12 from Michael Pittman, 10.9 from Noah Fant, 12.5 from Derwin James. On Randy's side, he had a yuck, 5.6 point performance for Russell Wilson, 20.8 from Dalvin Cook, 14.2 Mike Evans. Oh my gosh, the rest of his team was so bad. And then Jordan Poyer had 19. Second matchup was between Tyler and Ryan. And Tyler won this matchup. Wait a second. I think the uh, the stat correction went back. Did you see that?
2: Yeah. Didn't it Didn't it change it to have lefty win, and then now he doesn't?
0: Yeah. So now he's back at two and eight. So what happened? Well, according to Sleeper, Tyler lost his matchup by point zero eight, moving him to two and eight, and then Ryan four and six. So believe it or not, Ryan is back in the playoff hunt. I have no clue what happened. We already talked about Mike White's miserable performance. Four interceptions, but he scored two points. We had Dearness Johnson with 22.7. C.D. Lamb at 28.6. Dan Arnold with 13.7. Or maybe it's not 13.7. Who knows? 12 from Chris Boswell. 11 from Jordan Hicks. On Ryan's side, he had 17.4 from Lamar Jackson. Hit 24.1 from, wow, Kendrick Bourne. He had 11 from Marquez Calloway and Kyle Pitts each. And then 22 from Eric Kendricks, 10.5 from Kenny Moore. So according to Sleeper right now, Ryan is 4-6, Tyler's two 2-8. We'll
2: have to look into what the hell happened there because Ryan won, then Lefty won, now Ryan won again. Who
0: knows? Yeah. The next matchup is between D. Sladke and Cascade Bear. And D. Slackey won this one 2- 219.6 to 188.3. So that's about a 30 point victory for D. Slads, moving him to 5 and 5 right outside of the playoffs. And Cascade Bear to 6 and 4, dropping him to the three seed. On D. Sladke's side, he had 46.2 from Patrick Mahomes, who threw five touchdowns for 400 yards. Christian McCaffrey at 27.1, and James Conner with 15.4. Stephon Diggs at 30.2, Travis Kelsey 19.9, Devontae Smith 23.6, Hunter Renfro 17.6. All his positional players went off. Jake had 22.2 from Derek Carr, 12.6 from Aaron Jones, 18.8 from Keenan Allen, 18.3 from Mark Andrews, 29.4 from Daryl Williams, who caught an insane touchdown. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was nuts. 11 from Michael Badgley, 11 from Poisata Luakon, and then 15 and a half from Micah Parsons. The fourth matchup was between Andy and Rockies New York Jets wide receiver core. New York Jets wide receiver core won this one 158.8 to 152.3. Six and a half point victory, moving Will to 5 and 5 in the 5 seed. Andy moves to 5 and 5 and she's the 4 seed. Andy's side, she had 11.8 from Matt Stafford, 16.5 from DeAndre Swift, 17.2 from Leonard Fournette, 23.2 from Cooper Cup, who just keeps getting it done, 22.9 from Justin Jefferson, 10 from Jason Sanders, 10 from Harold Landry, and 11 from Joe Schobert. Will, on the other hand, had 30.3 from Dak Prescott, 18.2 from from Michael Carter, 13 from Deontay Johnson in his debut, 12.7 from Chris Godwin, 11.5 from Phelan, 14.4 from Elijah Moore, and 11 from Harrison Bucker. In the IDPs, he had Marlon Humphrey score 11, and Antoine Winfield Jr. score 13. Big victory for Will. <laughs> Next matchup was between Little Slabs and Spaceballs, the FFT. Spaceballs won this matchup 164.7 to 105.4. It is a 59.3-point victory for Spaceballs, who moves to 5-5 and and the 8-seed. And then Little Slads loses, moving him to the 10-seed. So he had 17 from Tom Brady, 12.9 from Terry McLaurin. Oh, my God, he had so many bad performances. 16 from Hassan Reddick and 13.5. Oh, my God, Patriots what is going
1: on 13 and
0: levante david
2: did you see you were talking i didn't i was laughing i didn't want to interrupt you but uh uh the cameraman on nick Folk's field goal that was behind the goal post uh the field goal hit him in the face
0: good lord
2: <laughs> they uh because he was so intent on making sure he got the good shot and then they showed him, like, flexing his face later, and they had to have the independent concussion person come over there and make sure he's all
0: right. Yeah, just bad. Matt <laughs> Matt Ryan is just bad.
2: I'm not denying that anymore.
0: On uh baseball side, you had bad, still a bad performance for Aaron Rodgers, 10.4, Q Aaron coming back off of the COVID list. 20.7 from Zeke, 17.3 from Najee Harris, 16 from George Kittle, 20.8 from Mark Ingram, just beast modeing with Kamara out, 28 from Devin White, which you said you had an inside joke on him.
2: Yeah. Um, I remember at the, the first half of the Alabama-LSU game from a few years ago, my brother and I uh, saw were watching it, and the LSU had a banner that, a plane drove over and said um free Devin White because he had missed the first half for targeting. So we just we just called him the LSU linebacker god. And the minute that he got in the game, like he was taken over the field. He had like 15 tackles in the second half. Oh my gosh. Uh, LSU, LSU was still destroyed, but ever since we've just called him LSU linebacker god for that reason. We thought it was funny.
0: And then also space ball that had 10 and a half from Trayvon Diggs. Pretty big matchup from Spaceballs to keep his playoff hopes alive. The next matchup was between you and Stirk Daddy, and this one was very, very close. Stirk Daddy pulled this one away, one forty-four point two to one forty point six, so about a three point six point victory. Stirk Daddy is ten and zero, and he's the very first team in our league to clinch the playoffs. You are and five you- and- Huh. And you
2: texted me either Sunday night or Monday morning when I had two players still to play. Congrats on the victory. I said there's still an entire game to
0: play, and then I lost. So I blame the loss on you. <laughs> well, and the good news, you're 5-5 five and five and currently the 6th seed, so you would be a playoff team and you don't have a pick. So that's got to be positive.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I could be six
0: and four, and I'm still gonna blame you. So your quarterback was Heine with seventeen point seven, and then Jonathan <laughs> Taylor with twenty-four point six. Darnell Anderson, eh, we'll skip past that. Cooper or, uh Captain Captain Kirk with twelve point eight. The goose egg gasicki was zero, the goose egg gasick was zero. <laughs> I cannot believe that happened. That was on a Thursday, too. He had seven targets and did not catch one. How does that even happen?
2: I don't know. I I, I think Gusai is going to stick for a while, though.
0: Then Devontae Adams had 14.8 in the snow game. 14 from Justin Simmons, 16.5 from Adrian Amos. On Stark's side, he had 24.9 from Josh Allen, 14.9 from Austin Eckler, and then 27.5 from Tyreek Hill. 11 from TJ Watt, 13 and a half from Micah Hyde. So currently looking at our standings, we got Sterk Daddy at the one seed, Randy is the two, Cascade Bear is the three, Andy is the four, Will is the five, and Justin is the six. Those are our current standings for our league. I'm going to toss it over to Justin. Preview week 11, which is going on right now with a pretty shitty Patriots and Falcons game.
2: Well and then last year Ryan and I were tied and I made the playoffs by like nine points four or something like that. Um as a sixth seed. Well I am currently in control of the sixth seed by less than five points over D Sladkey. We'll see if that holds, but that would be insane if it was two years in a row and I went I get in the playoffs of the sixth seed by mm-hmm. a couple Um, that's how close our league is, guys. Alright, so, the first match of the week, the number five seed versus the number six seed, both are five and five. Rockies, New York Jets wide receiver core versus CISA 5 sucks. Rockies, New York Jets wide receiver core is projected to beat me by five, 178 to 173 with rounding. Um, for me, I'd be starting head of the click. Hopefully he's back. Otherwise, I have to start Heine again. Um, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Gio Bernard on the bye week. That's an interesting one. I'm not very confident in that one. Um, Amari Cooper and Captain Kirk. Goose Egg Gasick. <clears throat> Better not put up another Goose Egg against the Jets or Keith. <laughs> <company> benched. Micole um, <laughs> Hardman and best receiver in the league. Um, and then I picked up an IDP that de- Defensive lineman, because Donald is on by, and now he's questionable, so I love my life. All right, moving on. Uh, For Will, he has Garlic Chicken Fettuccine at QB. At Running Back, he has a questionable Antonio Gibson. And Sizzlin' Sausage Trio. At Wide Receiver, he has Deontay Johnson and Seven Topping Rock Father. And at Tight End, he has mama's, Mama's Lasagna in a Something. At in the flex spots he has the rookie, one of his New York jets wide receiver court bacon cheesy sticks, and then the always consistent onion rings ranch. Uh, if this whole held bill would move to six and four and I would be five and six and most likely out of the playoff picture but who knows because everyone is five and five four and six or six and four. Moving on to the second matchup, we have the four and six Prince Palmer versus the two and eight All Elite Fantasy, who is currently starting a person who is still at negative zero point three in the running back spot. For All Elite Fantasy, negative zero point three Wayne Gallman at running back, along with Kenny Omega, who is supposed to make his triumphant return from IR this week for uh which is
0: ironic because the real Kenny Omega is heading to IR and wrestling.
2: Interesting. All right. So then The Butcher is his starting QB. I missed him. Um, At wide receiver, we have the questionable rookie Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix. At tight end, we have Jungle Boy. At um, the flex spots, we have What is Dead May Never Die, the 36 year old washed up running back, and the young Darby. Allen, you currently have two people that are negative in your starting lineup. Both are Falcons. What the, fuck? The, the legend other? legend Youngway Koo missed yeah. his only field goal attempt. So he's at negative one. <laughs> and then uh, Goleman is negative 0. 0.3. And I don't really think either Goleman or Koo is going to get another chance because the Patriots are trying to milk the clock out and could blank the Falcons. All right, so... For Ryan's side, he has the questionable Lamar Jackson. Why is he questionable? Uh, Non-COVID illness. Oh, okay. So, Lamar Jackson starting. Uh, then he has Kenyon Drake and the questionable Alvin Kamara. That is an actual questionable person. We talked about that in Gulag. At the wide receiver spots, he has the rookie Kadarius Tony and D.J. Moore. Uh, wow. Ryan's, Ryan's... 2021 draft is gonna be looking pretty damn good because then three rookies in a row. He's got Kyle Pitts. Um, he has been playing through that uh rolled ankle and Jamar Chase. So Tony Pitts and Chase. That's a pretty good rookie core there right there. Uh and then we have undrafted and unvaccinated Cole Beasley in the other flex spot. If this held, Ryan would move to five and six, and you would be two and nine. Uh, Still firmly in the 12th spot. We move on to the third matchup, which is outdoor furnishings versus backflips for M-I-Y-L-E-S. Is that the bad spelling for Miles? I'm not sure what's what's going on there. I guess both
0: of his running backs are named Miles, and Miles Sanders is M-I-L-E-S. And then Miles Gaskin (laughs) is M-Y-L-E-S. Ah,
2: that makes more sense. All right. In this matchup, Jake is projected to beat lefty 176 to 134. A nice 32-point double uh, W. All right, so for backflip for miles and miles, it, Tua is at QB. The gainer switch uh, should be coming off IR, The a new addition to his team, while well, he's got two new running backs there. So we have gainer switch and back 900 at the running back spots. Then we have Flyaway and Flyaway Twist, the two young receivers. Um, corkscrew, the the fab god for lefty at tight end. And then we have uh, Waverwire Hero, back 540, and back Pike, even though he's currently projected to have .04 points in this week's matchup. We'll see if that holds. Um, for Jake, he has starting QB of Bricks. His starting running backs are Charcoal Grill, who might have some problems with uh, Kenny Omega coming back, and ladder, game, ladder Golf Game Set. New running back for Jake. At wide receiver, we still have Koi fish pond and the new addition Horseshoe Pit. At tight end, yeah, some of the times I'm reading these names, they're, they're better and better. Um, at tight end, it's Squirrel Feeder. At the flex spots, we have the questionable, the missile and the second 49er in the flex spot. I like this guy coming off of a cookie. And of course, he picked up Fat Randy, which we'll always love Fat Randy. (laughs) Um, And he currently has Boyasad Luakan with 12, or sorry, nope, Gas Grill with 12.5 points. I'm pretty sure he's currently the highest scoring fantasy falcon. Um if this matchup held, Jake would move to 7 and 4 and Lefty would move to 2 and 9. Moving on to the fourth matchup. Spaceballs, the FFT, the 8 seed versus Team D Slatkey, the number 7 seed. Both of these teams are 5 and 5 with one of these guys winning, they most likely would move into the playoff picture because some of the other 5-5 five and five teams that are in the playoffs are matching up, me and Will. Danny is currently projected to win 192.2 to 169.4. Uh, Danny would be starting Patrick Mahomes, the White Whale at running back, and James Conner at running back. Cookie winner Stephon Diggs and the questionable Jarvis Landry, Travis Kelce cookie winner at tight end, then the rookie Devonte Smith and Hunter Renfro in the other flex spots. Space the FFT has SB the Book Club. I'm not sure why he's currently questionable. Oh, toe injury that he's playing with. Okay, uh, SB the Book Club, which I just got that shirt um, at QB. Running backs, we have Lone Star and King Rowland. At wide receiver, we have the questionable Eagle 5 and Colonel Sanders. At tight end, we have Yogurt. At the flex spots, so now Space Spaceballs does have all of the, the wide receivers that Lefty had originally, all the Packers' um, smaller tier wide receivers because he has secret Hyper Jets um who's also questionable and sb the flamethrower this held d -D slide would move to six and five space balls to five and six the fifth matchup of the week is projected to be the number four seed team andy pollock versus the number one seed the undefeated team Sturk daddy team Sturk daddy is projected to win 194.69 nice Uh, to 164.4, which would be a 30-point victory. For Andy's side, she is starting Jimmy G, the questionable DeAndre Swift, and Lenny Fournette, or playoff Lenny. Um, Wide receiver, she has the questionable DeAndre Hopkins and her perceived rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. At tight end is Evan Yangram. In the flex spots, we have Zach Moss and Tyler Lockett. Uh, every time I hear the word locket I just think pop socket locket.
0: <laughs> well, so um, she so she has Justin Jefferson as her rookie of the year. Does she not know he's not a rookie?
2: That's why I said her, if her perceived rookie of the uh, year. Okay, okay. <laughs> um then we have for Stirk at QB. She has the bill or he has the bill wrangler. Um at the running back spots we have the X-factor and Joe Mixon wide receivers are Tyreek and destroy and Mike Williams at tight end Waller. I barely know her at flex spots. We have the questionable Barkley and Devontae Freeman at the kicker spot. We have someone who's most likely getting his third cookie of the year because Nick Folk has 16 fantasy points already in this, um, Thursday night football game and it looks like Matt Ryan is getting benched for th- this two minute drive Josh Rosen is coming Chosen into the game
1: Rosen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yes uh, Nick Folk with 16 points for Sterk already JC Jackson with 12 for him so Sterk is well on his way his trajectory score just went up to becoming 11 and 0 which is insane All right, the final matchup of Week 11, we have Team Little Slads versus Team 200 Mill All. Um, Team 200 Mill All, the current two seed, is projected to win once again, 187.29 to 154.7. For Little Slads, he has Tom Brady at QB, the questionable Josh Jacobs, and also the future at running backs, T. Higgins and Scary Terry at wide receiver, Jared Cook at Tight End, Leader of the Sheep, and Stop Taking My TDs, Cam Newton. the the flex spot. Oh, God. He's really got to change that name. My yes. goodness. Uh, <laughs> and then for 200 mil all, we have Russell Broken Finger Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Um, then we have COVID Chubb and Dalvin Cook. Um at the wide receiver spots, AJ Brown and Mike Evans. At tight end, Dalton Schultz. And then in the flex spots, questionable, Corona Brown. Questionable Dallas Goddard. Maybe he'll play. Questionable, Kareem Hunt. We'll have to see. But if this matchup held, Randy would move to 8-3. Team Little Slads would move to four and seven and most likely end his playoff hopes. All right. I am ready. <laughs> I just saw your comment. <laughs> I am ready for week 11 fantasy football.
0: <laughs> that fullback keeps getting passes.
2: Yes. He is now going to be a legend. I'm sure PFT will be talking about him tomorrow.
0: Well, Josh, By the way, Josh Chosen Rosen, though.
2: That too. Have you heard um, their Wednesday reading of Dan Orlovsky's blog? Yeah, that was
0: ridiculous.
2: I could not stop laughing on my way to work this morning. It was hilarious.
0: Come on, Josh. Get your shit together. What about Josh's chosen Rosen score? Oh, no!
2: Pick six?
3: Pick six? Pick six? Oh,
0: my God.
2: (laughs) Wow. Kyle yeah. Van Noy, the pick six for on um, Josh Chosen Rosen.
0: Am I starting <laughs> him in our league? Hmm. Van Noy a free agent. Oh God, he threw it right to him. <laughs> um, he now has.
2: Are they going to bring him back in? What do you think? Man, Kyle Van Noy already had 17.5 points before the interception and touchdown. That is going to be an insane... Oh, Nick Folk missed the extra point. That would have completely secured his cookie this week. I, I am just looking to see Kyle Van Noy's cookie score...
0: That would never be since he's a free agent. I'm starting Patriots defense in my work league. I'm currently eight and two. If 37 points, Jeez. four sacks, three picks, a touchdown, four, uh, four down stops. I don't know what that means. And then zero points allowed.
2: Colonel rundowns. Let's go. Alright,
0: so we wrap this up. Yep. Yeah. That's all we got for this episode of for the Throne Dynasty Podcast. I will say, for some of you that are listening, I think I just realized that I did have my my mic on. You know when I said I was gonna I was editing something before? Pretty sure I had my mic off for like the first five minutes. Very I, nice. I gotta get it fixed though. <laughs> I don't know how also, long it's gonna be micless.
2: And Kyle Van Noy, uh, his points just doubled. He has a 34-and-a-half-point week right now, <laughs> sitting on waivers.
0: <clears throat> like the Chandler Jones week when Randy had him on his bench.
2: Yeah, or um, last year when uh, that rookie for the Panthers had two straight fumble return for touchdowns.
0: Jesus.
2: And Jake had him on his bench. I don't remember what his name was anymore.
0: Well, that's all we got for this episode of For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. We'll see you next week.